0: Welcome to the rough draft it's another episode with danny and clint hello everybody and welcome to the rough draft it is the third episode we are so excited this is an episode we have been planning for the longest time uh, I know cl- it's kind of what we built the whole podcast around. If we're being honest, uh, almost, um, almost it's, uh, it's quite going to be the episode. We have a lot to talk about. The Oscar nominations are out and we are here to give our predictions. The stakes are high. We'll talk about that later. The stakes are high. And we are also gonna, um, give our personal picks, uh, which we have now named the drafties. So, uh, it is the, we're going to trademark that, uh, it is a big... <laughs> we are going to trademark right Yeah, that. we are going to trademark We that. will see you in court if we see any merchandise or you making your own draft. Yes. We will see you in court. Exactly. It is a big day. We are so, 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 so excited. All right. Um, and I think for a specific reason, you're a little more excited than I am. Yes. No, yeah, that's now, right. Now, a little, a little preliminary information. I've heard the Oscar nominations. I was there at 8 a.m. watching the live stream but Danny, at his own will, not at my enforcement, chose that he wanted to live react to them on the podcast. Yeah, the whole day so I have not his re- his reaction to all these categories is his live reaction, his genuine, real reaction, and I think there's going to be some good surprises in there. I uh, wait until he finds out about Jared Leto winning Best Picture. Yeah, no, I have I have not seen these. I'm very anxious. Um, and I think we just we have to dive in first. Let's let's define the rules. So me and Clint have we've come up with a game. So the rules to the game are: um, we are going to watch the ceremony together. Obviously, April twenty fifth. For every one we get right, um, we get a point. Now we also get a second place prediction, and for every second place prediction we get right, we get a half point. Then we get to pick one category that we think is not um, that we think is. You know, pretty up in the air. We get to pick a winner that we think will be unlikely. And if that unlikely candidate ends up winning, we get three points. The loser has to watch Swiped, the Noah Centineo movie, and they have to... Famous Oscar-winning Noah Centineo movie, Swiped. They have to rate it five stars on Letterboxd or put it on their favorites for a month. And in the next episode of the Rough Draft, well, you'll see. Um, you'll see the rest. Um And the winner, on the other hand, gets the theme the next episode around one of their favorite movies. Yes, and we'll reveal what those are in the in the meantime. In the next episode. Uh, uh, Yes, yes, that's very true. Uh okay, so shall we dig in? And I should note, for the drafties, the rules are a little different. The drafties are our personal picks. It's not just people the Academy nominates. So say we have someone for supporting actor that the Academy overlooked. We can still say that person. Like, I could totally say Robert Downey Jr. for Doolittle is a little spoiler, because it's definitely going to be there. Oh, yeah. no. And that could go. And so it doesn't matter. It does not affect the Oscar games at all. It is simply the draftees. We are both allowed our own picks. So say we have two separate picks for supporting actor. Both of those people are awarded a very prestigious draftee, which I'm sure is way more important on any career than an Oscar. Yeah, obviously. If, however, we happen to give the award to the same person, they are awarded the ultimate draftee. So say we both saw Cinematic Masterpiece Doolittle and decided that it was worthy of all the awards, then it would be the ultimate drafty award winner that night. Ah uh, yes. And throughout the entire award show, we are allowed one tie. We do not have to use it, but there's one tie that we can use in any category. I've used it. Say I say I. Re- You've used it. I've used it. I've used it. And I'm interested to see if we've used it in different places, but I guess the podcast will tell that story itself. Yes. Oh, I can't wait. Okay, okay, okay. So, so I think we should get right into yep. it. I'm going to be reading off the categories in the same order that they were read off this morning at the 8 a.m. broadcast on the Oscars Academy YouTube channel. Yep. And as Clint is telling these to me, I have not heard these before. I have, and I've been doing nothing but thinking about it all day. All right. Give it to me. It's It's the awards season. I am prepared to talk about this. All right. So, first category, supporting actors. It's a very – it's been a weird category this year because, like, we've known there's been, like, five, six, seven, even eight candidates that could all get in, and you could argue for and against on their benefit that they're going to get in and they're going to win. Yep. So I'm just going to read off the candidates in the order they were announced. Best Supporting Actress nominees are Maria Bakalova for Bo Rat Movie Film, Glenn Close for Hillbilly Elegy, Olivia Colman for The Father, Amanda Seyfried for Mank, and Yeon Yoo Jeon for Minari. Oh, she made it! She who, who made are she, it! Mar- Maria, Maria Bakalova? No, y- 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 um... Say her name. Yo you yeah, Yo Yo John. She made it. Good for her. Yeah, no, I still think it. I, yeah, I still stand by. I still stand by my predictions. So. Okay, well, I, I want to hear your predictions first. Because I want to see, because you made these predictions before you knew them. I've had the day to curate it a little bit and take out anyone who, you know, wasn't nominated. And I'll be honest, my second place was Jodie Foster. I was I, good at. Oh my gosh. For the longest time. I had her winning the award and I took her out at the last second before I heard before I heard these nominations but Smart. I took her out. Smart. Smart. I bet you would win the nominations game if if we based this award if if we based our game around nominations but thankfully we don't cuz I admittedly suck at nominations <sighs> and wins too. So I guess i will be seeing swiped in a couple weeks. But I want to hear your first and second place. And if you used your... I do not believe you did. I know you used to. Nope, I did not use my time. But if you used your uh, batshit crazy one for this one. Okay, I have Glenn Close is, is winning. And then my second place is Olivia Coleman, Just because I think Glenn Close, she's never won it before. The Oscars had a history of giving Oscars to people who deservingly like they've never been nominated but this is their due time you know i think they have a history of doing that i think this is glenn's close performance i think the actors um section of the academy liked her performance um a lot better than they did the movie i thought i think that they really liked all the performances in that movie um so do you think them liking the performance more than the movie helped or hurt her oh helped helped completely no they will they yeah that is why i think glenn close i oh so it was a case of like this movie's so bad oh they're very good in it that's the redeeming well part. no Here's but like award for making this watch but just because like they the actors people have a job and their job is to look at the actors and basically is is their performance good or not and i think they they kind of t- t- told people you know like hey this is not the best film but Look, Amy Adams and Glenn Close, like they gave great performances, so I think I think Glenn Close is going to win. I think Olivia Coleman is second because I don't know if the Academy will give her two. Well, not two in a row, but like two after like yeah, two in that right. close period of time. Two within like three or four years. I think it's yeah, because she won for the favorite, so like I don't think right. I don't think they'll give her that. I just I I under I, I truthfully understand the overdue narrative for Glenn Close because like, but I feel like this is her eighth nomination in the acting department. I do not know if she has in any other departments. I don't know if this counts other departments. Mm-hmm. I just know that as a total, I'm fairly certain that she has eight nominations, including her nomination for *Hail, That is as 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 overdue as you can be, but. Same was the case in 2018. She was overdue, Mm -hmm. and it was not as tough a category as she's in this year. She had competition, obviously, because she lost. Their competition, I'd say, Lady Gaga was big in competition, and the person who won it, ironically enough, Olivia Coleman. Usually the Oscars love to go for their career performances, and that's a big thing they're criticized for. But Olivia Coleman was not a career like win; like they that was purely off the merit of her performance, and I think well deserved because she's fantastic in that movie. Yeah, the overdue narrative was big, and her whole campaign was around that. But no, if I said another thing, I might spoil one of the, uh, the awards later. So I'll keep I'll keep the Glenn Close talk later for a uh, category not too far down. Yeah, the line. go with go with what do you, what do you have. But, and I promise the other categories will be a lot shorter than this conversation. It's just because supporting actress has been such a headache to predict. If you put any money on this category, if you put any money on this category in Vegas, then I am sorry. I do. You cannot afford a ticket home. I do think, though, that this is Glenn Close's award to lose. I do. Okay. I I will stand by that. All right. Well, tune in on April 25th when Danny Eats Dirt. Anyways, okay. my predictions, and I know Danny's going to disagree with this because you've been doubting this person yep. all season. I know who you're going to say. All season, you've doubted it. them. Just say it, I know who you're going to say. I have, in my first place <laughs> yeah, win, Maria Bakalova, Maria Bakalova yep. okay. taking it home. Yep. I don't, that's not I just feel happen. like everyone, everyone who's gotten in the supporting actress and had a real chance to win it has had a big campaign of both industry support and people support and i think just looking at the communities i'm a part of and looking at the industry and seeing how much people love borat and borat too and specifically this aspect of it and she's getting in everywhere and i do believe at this point that maria bakalova is the only person to nab a nomination in all the precursors yeah but there's critics choice there's globes there's stag and there's baftas even though baftas are weird but even with a weird jury the baftas still gave her a nomination i don't know if the academy loves her as much as people think they love her enough to nominate her yeah but... rarely com- rarely comedy performances are even like nominated that's... or recognized that's certainly impressive i and usually and, and usually it's because everyone's like oh the academy hates comedy we're not gonna do anything to promote this performance and like, oh, they only sneak in but we know they're not gonna win <laughs> There's been I, – I don't think there's been a performance campaign to more than she mm, – at least in the supporting department, both actor yeah, and actress, I don't, I, don't I don't think there's been a performance campaign to more than Maria Bakalova. But yeah. I would hear an argument in the supporting actress category for someone who has been marketed more, and that would be yoon Yoo Jun. I don't think she So will she is I don't think my second place winner. How? How? I don't – I you know who I think has no chance – Yo-Yo Jun, and Amanda Seyfried. Wow. You, you Also, I have to ask, you watched Mank the other day for the first yes. time. We'll have thoughts about that probably later on down this episode. But did you think Amanda Seyfried would deserve this nomination? Because I'm not crazy about Mank. Neither, of course. Neither are you. She was fantastic in this She movie. was fantastic, yes. yes. Best performance by a mile. Not my favorite in this category, but like, if I had to draw up more than one pick for the draftees, I think she'd be in my five. Yeah, yeah, of course. I I still think this is Glenn Close's award to lose. I don't. I I I actually right. I would be surprised if she lost. I will say that. That's much. the thing. That's the thing. You can make a case for all of these, and so now the the ref draft has a four out of five chance of predicting the winner, and honestly. I'd love to see Amanda Seyfried take it home just to show us both on. and she would deserve it. Honestly, happen. it's not gonna happen. She would deserve but it, but she's a good actor. So, our actress, she's a fantastic actress, yep. and she's really great in this movie. And I think this is a bit of an overdue one. And you could hold the overdue narrative for Amanda Seyfried too. She's not. She does not have eight nominations. She, in fact, has zero. That might propel her more than the eight nominations. That's all I'm gonna say. She's not in my predictions, but I'm not. Do you want to, hear, want to hear the honesty? I would have her. I would have her above Olivia Coleman. Olivia Coleman's my number five. Oof, I think oof. zero chance. If you want, if like, if I had to bet money on someone not getting in, it's Olivia Coleman. Wow. Oh. And I think. And I think we'll leave it there. Okay. It's it's always a fun start to the podcast when we immediately disagree. All right, what's our draftees look like? Oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> All right, I have um, uh Yo Yo John. I also have Yo-Yu Jun. There we it's go. It's an ultimate drafty. So, the first draftees and the first ultimate draftee of our whole history and of the award show yes. is Yo-Yu Jun. Yes. I think she's fan- she's utterly fantastic. I, I know we don't do runner-ups for the draftees, but was there any competition in your mind of like, uh, maybe this performance could get it? Supporting actress, the grandma was the best. She was the best. Okay, okay. Um... I don't think they ever really stood a chance, but Olivia Cook from Sound of Metal. Right, she was good too. Yep, yep. She was the only person in my mind, but that's because I saw Sound of Metal before I saw Minari. I think it was about a month apart, and she was such a lock in my head that I didn't expect Minari to come and upset that. So that was like a rocky week where I was like, what the hell am I going to go with? But in the end, I think... Yo, jump plays a more pivotal part of the story and i don't think pivotal or screen time really matters but i think in this case it does a little bit she's such a pivotal aspect of what makes minari work yeah well you know i i hear people say that you know it's about a lot of vignettes and she kind of like strings all the vignettes together kind of right so yeah i would i would totally agree with that all right, what do you got? Yeah, I... I, I, I Wait, just a big bang yeah, for one second. Yeah. I love that description of Minari. I don't think it's a movie we'll ever do a podcast about because I think we both feel ill-equipped to really talk about it in an interesting or engaging way. But I really like the idea of oh, a bunch of vignettes and stuff. There's other films that try that and fail, and I hate them. But yeah. looking at Minari like that, I dig that. Yeah, Minari is okay, great. Next, cat- next category, if we talk for more than two minutes, then I'll be shocked. <laughs> but next category is best costume design. All right, let's go. Okay, let me scroll down to that. Best costume design nominees are Emma, Mank, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Mulan, and Pinocchio. Mulan and Pinocchio. Okay. 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 Yeah, I, I don't think I... I mean, okay, so here's... Should I, should I, should I go first for this one, or do you want to go first? I'm going to go first. You saw the nominations. Okay. Mo, Mo Effer. All right, I have Ma Rainey winning it. It's a tentative. I don't know exact. I don't know really if they're gonna win. This is not really my category. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm going I'm gonna sweep in real quick. I also have Maya Rainey winning. I don't even think it's a tentative. I think th- all the technical and art d- direction categories have really shown love to Myranny in that department. I don't think costume. De- I don't think has missed a costume design nom where there's costume design noms. I don't think Maya Rainey's gonna lose this one. But I do have Emma in second. Emma in second. Okay, I like that. I like that. Emma was the big contender for a lot of these awards. And it's kind of. The campaign kind of faltered as more movies came out, like Ma Rainey. But my second place I have is Mank. It's a, it's a harder challenge when it's black and white because you can't just do the cl- clothes of the time. You have to make them pop in the black and white and not just kind of fizzle into the background. Which maybe that's what you want to do. Maybe it's not what you want to do. I'm not really sure what they were going for, but. Though I have, con- I have convoluted feelings about Mank, I do think the costuming was terrific. So that would not be a bad win. However, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom winning Best Costume Design is, n- is something I'd bet money on. A lot of money. Okay. All right. That's, that's a good place right. to be. All right. All right, Easy catch, yeah, easy, easy category. category. <laughs> Moving on. Oh, wait, wait. wait. Didn't oh, best... We didn't do our picks. We didn't do our Um, drafties. I also have Ma Rainey. I have Promising Young Woman. Okay. Yep. I can get behind that. (laughs) I can get behind that. I think the cabin scene, are you thinking about the cabin scene? not, Not to spoil anything. It was in the conversation for a while, but the Academy doesn't really go for contemporary anything. So no one was really expecting to get in there or even have a chance of winning. But beyond that, I think it's the best example. I have not seen Pinocchio and I have not seen Mulan. I do not intend on seeing Mulan and I'm not against seeing Pinocchio, but it's not one I really want to see, but that's besides the point. Promising Woman had the best showcase of like using costumes to tell the story while the story is happening. No ultimate drafty here. It was my Rainy's Black Bottom for a while, but in my rewatch of Promising Woman earlier in January, I switched it because I just I don't know something about that final costume. I think looks so cool yeah. and goes so well with the whole aesthetic they're building up. I don't know. Yep, I love yep. it. Yep, that's valid. All right, all right, best score. The nominations for best original score are The Five Bloods, Mank, Minari, News of the World, and Soul. Okay, phew, I thought you were going to say Soul. I was like, I was going to kill you. Okay, let, let me just cut to the chase here. I have Soul winning first and Minari winning second. I might not, I might change it to Mank. Because I have Soul winning first and Minari winning second too, so I think we're a pretty unanimous decision. I might change it to Mank because I do think Mank has a slight chance. But if Soul doesn't win, I don't know. I don't know what they're thinking. The thing is, no matter whether Soul or Mank wins, the composers are walking home with an award because they're both the same people. <laughs> yeah, no, they're yeah, they're walking. I, be- I believe there's one addition to the Soul. I believe I do not. I'm not. His name is not coming to me at this moment. But there's someone else who. Uh, contributed to the score of soul. Oh, who would also you mean John Batiste? to win this award. John Batiste, there you go. Sorry. So there'd be an extra winner. But no matter what, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross would walk away with an award, and I'm tempted to change my Monari second place to Mank. I think we're I, th- I think we're pretty I I think we're pretty unanimous that Soul is gonna win. What I wanna know is well, actually this might translate into the drafties conversation. What do you think was the better score? Solar, Solar Monari or, or Solar Mank? Yes. Between the Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross scores, what was the better one? Soul. I mean, Mank was good. I mean, Mank was good. I enjoyed the Mank score fully, and I thought every single moment the score just heightened it. It was perfect. But, I mean, soul. I'm right. sorry. If you put Jazz in a movie, I'm going to like it. <laughs> I'm I'm so biased in that sense, but, like, it it was so good. Okay. Okay, I can get behind that. So I'm going to go ahead and assume I'm going to take the mic away from you. That's your winner for um, the draftees, I'm assuming, right? Okay, now I don't know what I was thinking. Well, probably to give it some love. But. Oh, I, oh man, are we going to have an ultimate draftee? Original here? score, I did put Kajillionaire. Yes! yes! I just put Kajillionaire. Because I wanted to. Emil Mosseri for Kajillionaire because... wins an ultimate draftee tonight. Because I looked at my nominations and I didn't realize that Kajillionaire was not on it, and I had to give it some sort of love. Because it's not going to get a lot of love in our future episodes, um, at least from my perspective. So I did think... We both love Kajillionaire. I just know that I love it way more than you do. But I think we're both like the when we when we first talked about the day after you watched it, we were in a unanimous decision that the score was beautiful. Yeah, the beautiful thing. Yeah, that that was the first. That was my first takeaway. The score is beautiful. My, my favorite score from a previous year, where I'm deciding my personal picks, is the one I actually go out of my way and listen to, and that this year was Kajillionaire. I think it's just beautiful. I love how Emil Mastery writes music and actually performs it and stuff. He had my favorite. He had my favorite score last year. He had my favorite score this year. He's 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 great. He's a legend. <laughs> he's got to come for next year. I'll Probably have my favorite score next year. <laughs> yep. I don't know if there's a specific specific thing he does that just attunes to my tastes, but whatever he's doing, he's doing it good. Yep. So. Yep. Exactly. He knows what he's doing. Okay. Next category is adapted screenplay. Now this oh, one. This is spicy. This is a little. Sp- you. I didn't think it was going to be spicy going into it. But then the spice trickled in, and I feel so white being like, "Oh yeah, the spice trickled in," <sighs> talking oh. about our Oscar picks. But okay, the nominees for best adapted screenplay: Borat subsequent movie film, The Father, Nomadland, One Night in Miami, and The White Tiger. Okay, okay, okay. I did not. Yeah, I did not see that coming. So I'm assuming we're in unanimous, like, what the hell of the biggest snub here. Well, I don't know if it's a snub or just the shock of it, but I was really shocked this morning when Ma Rainey's Black Bottom missed this category. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I don't know. I guess, I guess, whatever. I mean, it wasn't going to win anyways. Right, but I just, I I thought it was a sure bet. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's unfortunate. And instead the White Tiger. I guess I got to watch the White Tiger now. Uh, I heard it's pretty. I should have known because the presenters of the award of the nominations this morning were Nick Jonas and Priyanka Chopra, and I believe she produced the movie, so it'd be kind of crappy. Like, hey, come show off some nominations for um for for something you didn't win. Sorry. Got it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think we're I think I think we're pretty unanimous in what we think is going to win here. I have No Man Land and then One Night in Miami coming second. Okay, I have No Man Led winning. I don't think there's any doubt about that. If No Man Led lost, I'd be angry and upset. Yeah. My second place is The Father. Fair, fair. Now I have not seen The Father just as a precursor. I'm trying to see it. I want to see it next Friday in film- theaters, but we'll see if that actually happens. I, I was lucky enough to see it at the tail end of last year. I believe it's terrific. I'm not as obsessed with it as a lot of people seem to be, but every nomination it gets tonight is very deserved because it is a masterfully crafted film. I'll, see, I'll leave it at that Maybe once you're able to see it We'll do an episode on it If you're that passionate about it But We'll see when we get to that uh, And Oh draftees drafties! I think we're both Unanimous about this one I, I mean I had Nomadland Me too Okay okay. okay. Ultimate okay. draftee goes to Chloe Yao for Nomadland yeah. I don't think there's any Debate about it Yeah, yeah no It's I, I, don't even, I don't even think The other ones were in contention I just think from Nomadland watch was are like yeah That's the winner Yeah it's 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 a beautiful screenplay i love one i love one night miami i love marie's black bottom i love all the films i've seen there even borat i love but no man land it's it's something something on a different plane of being and i'm also gonna (laughs) with that screenplay i'm also gonna say this it's beautifully interpreted by the actors if you actually are reading that which i was very fortunate to do i Read the screenplay, but at the same time I was watching it, and I was look seeing how the actors interpreted the lines, and it was just it was beautiful. So yeah, fully agree. Okay, okay. Moving on from one screenplay to another, best original screenplay. Now, okay. I'm interested to hear your reaction. This is to this, this is super spicy. This the like last one was spicy, super but this one is spicy. but this one is like like some extra got thrown in. The nominees for best original screenplay are judas and the black messiah minari promising young woman sound of metal and the trial of the chicago seven okay so i might have missed it but was there a minari in there yes okay minari was in there okay so if you this is where i have the tie so I have Oh wait 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 is this a tie I mean not a tie not a tie. The... This is where I have the the unlikely winner. Is there a tie in your drafties for this one? No, no. no. Okay. I have okay. Trial of the Chicago Seven winning it. Minari okay. is in second place Oh. and as an unlikely kind of sneaker uh sneaker punch, I have Promising Young Woman. Okay. So that's your that's your that's your you're not predicting it, but you want those points just in case. It's the number three. I might... I don't know. I don't know where Judas in the Black Messiah necessarily fits into this equation, but I don't think it's with an Oscar. In, okay. In, in, okay. I don't think it's with an Oscar in original screenplay. Like you, I was tempted to change it, and I still am, but I do have Trial of Chicago 7 winning best original screenplay. My second place pick, I call it my upset pick or whatever, I have Promising a Woman. Mm-hmm. I think it's got a good enough chance. That's fair. That's fair. Try tri- trial one globe. Promising one woman won uh, critics-, critics' choice. Yep. Yeah. The WGA, the, the WGA is hard to predict because I don't think half the movies nominated or can qualify to w- WGA. They have really weird rules. So that's not one to go off this year. Mm-hmm. If Doodle wins, it's because it's the only film that qualified. They got weird. They have <laughs> weird rules for that. But okay. Maybe maybe BAFTA will tell us something. Maybe some future award shows will tell us something that can help us. I feel like with Best Adapted Screenplay, there's a clear frontrunner. And I think there was a clear frontrunner for original screenplay for a while. And then a lot more movies started coming out. And we're like, oh, maybe maybe it's something else. Yeah, yeah, no. But I'm pretty unanimous. I think it's almost a 50-50 coin split between Trial of Chicago 7 and Promising huh, remember. I think Trial of Chicago 7 has the slight edge. I think with Aaron Sorkin. I, th- I think it does. I think it has, As we move into our draftees, well, actually, no, since it's not in my draftees conversation, so I'm just going to say, I, mm, actually. Yeah, who'd you have winning? I struggled with this for my draftees for a while, because it was really rotating between a lot of movies. I I will full-heartedly stand behind my choice. I wonder if we have the same choice. I'm not going to, I'm going to go first. I hope we have the same choice as me, but. I was saying Sound of Metal for so long, and then I started losing hope in its chances for the Oscars, and then it got nominated, and I was like, oh, cool. But it's still not my pick for the best of last year. It's a close second, and maybe somewhere down the line I'll rewatch both and change my mind. But for best original screenplay, I'm giving the draft to another round. Okay, that is fair, and I, you know what? I'm surprised I didn't give it to that, but I gave it to Palm Springs. Palm sprint. Ooh. I did. I did. There was Okay, s- I like that. There were so many ways that movie could have gone down the drain, and yet it was funny. It was somehow some way original. It got me every time. I can't remember the last time I laughed at a movie. I don't do that. It's I don't think there's much of a connection <laughs> between people on a screen and you just watching at home. But for some reason on my stupid little TV, I was cracking up every time Andy Samberg had to stare at this woman's thigh. Like it, I love this. I think it's beautifully written. I, I think it's so witty. Uh, so happy. You chose Palm Springs. I was thinking you were going to go with Minari or something, which would also would have been a well-deserved win. Yeah. But giving it to Palm Springs. I love that. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Drafty winner, Palm Springs. We can say that. I don't know if it's going to show up in any of our other categories, but I'm so tempted to change another round to it, but it's no. I, I'm going to stick with it. Stick I'm with it. I'm going to stick with it. Drafty yeah. winner, another round. So they both win the award. The ultimate drafty does not really affect anything. It's just cool that sometimes we're in unanimous decision about something. Yeah. All right. If I'm not – Ooh, next one I'm very excited for. Oh, I am, I am beyond excited for this one. Okay. Best Supporting Actor. Oh, yeah, baby. Let's go. I am thrilled to hear your picks for this yeah. one and your predictions because there is a little wrench at the end of this one. I don't think you're going to be too surprised. Uh, Oh, wait. Oh, oh do, nominees. Oh, oh, nominees. I think nominees. Yep. Read them. The nominees for Best Supporting Actor are Sasha Baron Cohen okay. for Trial of Chicago 7, okay. Daniel Kaluuya for Juice of the Black Messiah, yep. Leslie Odom Jr. for One Night at Miami. That's good. Paul Racy for Sound of Metal. Wow. And Lakeith Stanfield for Judas and the Black Messiah. No Jared Leto. No Jared Leto. Wow. So Chadwick just got... Wow. Yeah. Chadwick got... I was... I didn't see that coming. Fuck. Wow. Lakeith Stanfield. He was campaigned as lead actor all season, but I guess there was enough momentum behind his performance that he couldn't sleep slick into lead actor, so they pushed him into supporting actor. And I don't know how I feel about category fraud, to be completely honest, but as in my opinion, a nomination is a nomination. Very happy to see Lakeith Stanfield. Yeah, it's here. a good, it's a good Beyond choice. Beyond happy. It's a good choice. I was surprised that he was... Chadwick was not in there, but I stand by it. Chadwick did not have hardly any screen time, and the screen time that he did have, he was obviously uh, amazing. I, but I think if one of the if if one cast member from the Five Bloods was going to be nominated for Best Supporting Actor, I don't think I would have given the Chadwick Bozeman. I think no, no. Clark Pe- Clark Peters, one of the other Bloods, Jonathan Majors, someone along that line, yeah, would have been a fantastic really. win or nomination or anything like that. Okay, so my first place, uh, Daniel Kulia, obviously. Um, but Chadwick Boseman was my second. So I feel like I might change it to Sasha Baron Cohen, but I have to hear the rest okay. of the nominees. So Sasha Baron Cohen, LaKeith Stanfield, Daniel Kaluuya. Leslie O'Leary Jr. from One Night at Miami. Yeah. And Paul Rissy. Oh. Yeah, no, I still think it's Sasha. Above all else, I'm thrilled to see Paul Rissi make it in. I was so nervous he was going to lose it out. I don't he he's not going to win, but I'm beyond happy to see him get nominated. Yeah, that's so awesome. I, I yeah, I think it's I think Sasha's going to get second, us or if he wins, but Daniel Kaluuya. Is. My first my my first place prediction is Daniel Kaluuya. I think I'd bet money on that. I don't see him losing this award. No. But my just change second place is Lakeith Stanfield. Okay. Yeah. Fair. Apparently, because, cause, like, the only way you can get knocked as a supporting an actor and get nominated is if there's enough passion behind your performance, but not enough to sneak it into lead actor, but enough to where, like, they really want to get you nominated. Because yep. there's a trillion other people they couldn't nominate in this category. Yep. But they put Lakeith Stanfield in. That means there's enough passion behind both this movie and, that, and this performance, which is good for the movie overall. So... I'm also nervous that this could be like uh, people split their votes between these two people. People split their votes between Kaluuya and Stanfield because they don't want to pick whatever (laughs) the better performance is and then someone else sneaks in. I don't think it's going to happen. I think Daniel Kaluuya does give the better performance. I love Lakeith Stanfield in this. He'd be in my five for lead actor if I had nominations. But thrilled to see them both get nominations. Uh, Oscar nominee Lakeith Stanfield, Oscar nominee (laughs) Paul Roussey, and you're happy about Oscar nominee Leslie O'Leary Jr. Oh, yeah, of course. He's amazing amazing now for our draftees i want to hear your picks first let me hear your my picks, picks for first. the draftees this is where i have the tie the tie is between daniel kaluuya and kingsley Benadir as malcolm x in one nine miami whoa you put him in support i i think he was a, what, you don't think it was lead you thought he was lead I think he was campaigned as lead, but they could all be considered supporting I think they're so. all supporting. I think they're all supporting each other. I thought he was not wow. I thought he was not above Leslie Adam Jr. in that film in any way. My picks, my tie is Daniel Kaluuya, Juice and the Black Messiah. So there's an ultimate drafty right there. Yeah. And Paul and Paul received for seven the medal. Oh yeah, that's for I no, you know what, I did consider him was for Paul this. Receive, Was Paul was Paul Racy in your conversation at all? Yeah, no, I I yeah, I I considered it. I considered it okay. long and hard. Okay. I, yeah, I don't know. I, he was, he was very good. This was, this is a, this is okay. a great category, but yeah, I, those were the two I was most impressed with. So ultimate drafty winner, Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah. And drafty winner is Paul Roussey and Kainsley Benedier. Yes. Okay. There we go. Interesting. You're spicing it up. I love some category fraud. I am. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> okay. The next category is best documentary. Okay, yep. Let's let's go. Now, let me. The nominations for best documentary feature are Collective, Crip Camp, The Mole Agent, My Octopus Teacher, and Time. Whoa! Now, if you're like me, this threw your first and second place all over. There's the place. there's no um, Stacey Abrams. That shocked me. That was the biggest shock. I thought that... All In was a lock, and I'm not going to lie. It was my uh, pick that I thought was going to win for a while. My second place was Boy State, and that didn't get nominated. Whoa, so your first and second place are gone. No, my first, I have time winning the award. Yay, okay, I've got time too. If time, my second place... I don't, I don't see anybody else. Well, what do you have? What okay. do you have your second place? I'm sorry, what do you... My second place is Collective for one sole reason. You'll see in a second. That's the only other one nominated somewhere else. So I very well see Collective sneak in because, like, I have this gut feeling that, like, you know how only specific people vote on sound and only specific people vote on cinematography? Whatever their winner is for that category, they go ahead and vote on them, that film, for other uh, film categories and stuff. Okay. So say the VFX department really loved Soul and they gave it the win. So, okay, we're going to vote, we're going to give as much power to this as possible, because obviously it's a, it's a department favorite. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. So, I could very well see Collective, and it shows up somewhere else so that you'll see probably in a minute or two, and it could get enough steam behind it to get to get it a win somewhere, because a double nominee in two different best film categories, because I categorize documentaries as the best film category, that's big, that's good for your chances. All right, I'm going to double up with you and say my second place is Collective. Okay, so we're pretty unanimous about yeah. that. But I think we're pretty unanimous that we think Time's going to win, and I think it'd be a travesty if Time lost. So, good transition into the drafties. Yes, my I, my winner for the drafty is Time. Yeah, Time, Time. I thought Time was terrifically crafted. It was great. I th- I think it should be a best picture nominee. It's 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 constructed. It came out in a way. like the perfect time. Yeah, yeah. It's constructed in a way where it could be a best picture nominee. Yeah. I love how it's half old footage and half new footage. Too many documentaries like, okay, we're going to do all new footage. Okay, all all old footage. So it's not just a full archive documentary, but it's not a full. I'm I'm bad at critiquing documentaries. Just something about the way it was filmed and edited and meshed together I really love. No, it was beautiful. It was beautiful, yeah. My my winner for this category is Time. Yeah, it's Ultimate Drafty. Okay, moving on. Best international feature film. Can we spend like how long do we need to spend? 5 seconds? <laughs> 5 seconds probably. I mean, Dominations for Best International Feature are Another Round, Big Shocker, Better Days, Collective, The Man Who Sold His Skin, and Quo Vadis Aida. Okay, I guess I'm going to need to take my second place out, but I don't know. I don't I'll, I'll... What was your second What was your second place? La llorona. That's the biggest shock that that was not nominated. That was the biggest shock for me and for most of the online presence that that was not nominated. But I am shocked that was. I'm shocked that didn't show up. I'll put second place is connected collective. Uh, yeah, my place is. Yeah, my first place is another round. Your first place is another round. Our drafties are another round. Uh, another round. Ultimate Jeff, to you enter another round? Yeah. Yep. That's it. Another round. Just, just end the conversation. It's the first. We made a whole. Po- it, we made our whole podcast about yeah. it. Come yeah. Yeah. It's the first episode of that whole effing thing. So just go watch it. Like, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Give it a listen. It's a if you, to, if you if you want to hear more in depth thoughts, go watch. Yeah. The go go watch our whole episode on how great this film is. Okay, moving on to another very easy category. We have best sound. Ah. The nominees for best sound are. Greyhound, Okay. Mank, News of the World, Soul, and Sound of Metal. Now, I'm going to take the charge <laughs> that you did. Your Oscar prediction and winner is Sound of Metal. My Oscar prediction and winner is Sound of Metal. And the ultimate draftee goes to Sound, Sound of Metal. Metal. Yes. My second place is Soul, though, <laughs> just so we all know that. My second place is also... Wait, what's my second place? I think it's Soul. Um, second place... Oh, whoa, second place I have Mank, actually. Okay, yeah, that's fair. All right, moving on. <laughs> there we go. Very easy category, <laughs> like I said. And, on, and honestly, I, this is the one category where I know your pick from the get-go. So next category, best production design. Ah, yes. I, yeah, wait, well, the, the, well, nominees. Show, tell me the nominees. Okay. Best, nom, okay, best production design nominees are The Father, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, mm-hmm. Mank, News of the World, and Tenet. And before we get into this, I'm happy to see Tenant show up here. I... They crashed a whole plane. They hash- they crashed the whole plane. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Let's go. First place I have first place Mank, second place tenant. Me too. So You do too? Ooh, Tenet. Okay. Okay, okay No, no, no. no, no. I have I, Tenet. I, I actually did not I actually didn't see Tenet get nominated. Tenant is so. no tenant was my second place all along. I uh I'm some kinda okay. I'm some kind of mm-hmm. genie here. My first place to win is Mank. Yeah. And my second place winner is my Blackbottom. black bottom oh my gosh no I just don't see see the reason why I didn't put Ma Rainey I almost did but the reason why I didn't is I don't see Ma Rainey coming up with three awards yeah okay I don't see that because they're they're gonna crush the arts well at least they better the like the arts hair make uh, makeup costume all that part I don't see I don't see Ma Rainey coming out with three like that would be shock yeah I'm fairly certain that like we we would go to Vegas and bet our entire college tuition on Mank winning Best Production. Design. I, I mean, I would, and hope I so. think, it, and and I think of these nominees, it'd be a travesty if it lost. Yeah. My drafty is interesting. Your, I want to hear yours first, and then I'll lead off mine. Well, let's. I I, I, I I went a different route. What's it? Okay. So for production design, I I agonized over this one. I had no idea i I really had no idea what to put but um at the end I I did go I last I last minute went with mank okay i okay. I copied it that, that, if if I had a second place that made a second place because make is, be- is beautifully crafted every part of it comes together fantastically I thought mank was not it w- it was it was average at best but I thought the way they it was the way they captured Hollywood was definitely better than Once Upon a Time right. in Hollywood. In my opinion. Okay, okay. The film the, yeah, the film works better as a guided tour of 1930s Hollywood than it does an actual movie. So I guess there that should be awarded. Yeah. Yep. My pick for best production design, The Drafty goes to I'm thinking of Ending Things. Ah! Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful choice. I a little off the beaten path. I only think, I, I bet that wasn't even in your mind for your picks. No, um, I'll tell you, I'm thinking of any things that's somewhere on my list, but I won't tell you where. I bet I know where it is. I'm not going to guess, okay. but I bet I know. Okay. Okay. Next category is best film editing. The nominee, the nominations for best film editing are the father, Nomadland. promising a woman, Sound of Metal, and the trial of the Chicago Seven. Okay, okay, that's thoughts, predictions, and picks. Okay, so here we go. I think Trial of the Chicago Seven is getting this award. I thought the editing was great. I think the I think the personally that the Academy loves this movie, and therefore I think it's an easy movie to watch on a computer and still get the gist, and still get the, like. The beauty of the editing, okay, um, which I thought it was well edited. Um, second place, I have Sound of Metal. I love that. I yeah, this it okay. The editing and Sound of Metals. I have I, I have the reverse of you. You have the first reverse. place. I have sound I have Sound of Metal. Winning. Okay. Second place, I have Trash to Seven. Okay. And I have one specific reason. It was the other way around until the Oscar nominations dropped this morning. Ah. Since two thousand seven, the best editing winner has had a nomination in Best Sound. Trial of the Chicago 7 missed a heavily predicted nomination for Best Sound. The only film between both categories to get a nomination for Best Editing and Best Sound is Sound of Metal. That's 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 pretty sneaky there with your little math wizardry. <laughs> you wish I went first, didn't you? Um... But you know what? I'll I'll stand by it. Okay, I definitely I'm not certain about this because I do think they it's trials got that really snappy, showy, obvious editing that they love. Yeah. I mean, the past few winners of Best Editing were horrible, so <clears throat> Bohemian Rhapsody. <clears throat> Even last year, Why was such an win? uninspired? Well, pick. I forgot what last year was. Uh, Ford v Ferrari. Oh yeah, like, it had, I thought, like, that, but it had that sh- it. It wasn't bad editing. Which like, that one best sound and was. best editing, right? Ford v Ferrari. Last year there was two categories for best sound. This is the first year of a merged. Category, oh right, 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 yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Which makes it easier for us because I don't have to teach Danny that <laughs> I don't have to teach Danny what sound mixing and sound editing means. Yep, that's good. <laughs> Better for both of us. And um, I wonder if we're gonna have the same pick for the drafties. Okay, so best editing. What I have, I'm thinking of ending things. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, does it sh- now does that movie show up anywhere else on your list or no? No. Because I think okay, okay, okay. the risk Charlie Kaufman took with the editing, the risk he took with the film, in my opinion, did not pay off, but that's my opinion, so you know what? But the risk he took with the editing did pay off. I felt everything okay. I feel like he wanted me to feel and more. Um, in a hind sense, and I feel like the editing was a big responsibility for that. Okay, okay, I can get behind that. My personal pick was going to come as no surprise to anybody is Sound of Metal. I yeah, I had doubts about it. I rewatched Metal the other day to affirm my drafty picks, because it's there a lot. <laughs> not gonna lie, <laughs> yeah. it. It really it really showed up in the editing department. It's so subtle. It's so beautifully crafted. My second place, if I had second place for this, would be The Father. You have not had the luxury of seeing this yet, and you can very well change it. But I think The Father uses editing as a clever little tool to tell its story, and I think it's always really cool when a film's able to do that. Okay, yeah. So that's that's a conversation for a few future, future episode. I, 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 I'll make sure that we dedicate at least five or ten minutes to talk about The Father when you see it, because I think it's a film worth talking about. Fair, fair. All right. All right, moving on. Um... Next category is best cinematography. Okay. And the nominees for best cinematography are Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, News of the World, Nomadland, and The Trial of the Chicago Seven. Okay, I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> but uh, wait, wait! Before you t- before you change them, what were your picks? But I have Nomadland. I have Nomadland. Okay, yeah, yeah I have yeah. Nomadland. But the second place I had Mank. So Mank is nominated. Mank is nominated. I know Mank here, is so. nominated. I don't know. I. I. I you know. What? I'll, I'll. I stand by that. I stand by that. A land first. Mank second. I. This is gonna be an easy category because I have the same thing. Nomadland I think is running away with it. Mank I thought had it and then it didn't, but it very well could still sneak up and take it because they like black and white. If Land doesn't, I mean, I don't know. I think. Yeah. Well, now let's trans now let's transition into the drafties. What is your pick for best cinematography? Okay, best cinematography. Let me just check. Um. Yep, it's No Man Land. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, do I have an interesting No Man Land cinematography will not be an ultimate drafty winner because I have a different. Choice. Oh, what do you have? My personal opinion is I love when cinematography helps tell the story. Oh, assume so No Man Land. And in my opinion, <sighs> we can argue about that for a day or two if you want to. I think it does help tell a story, but not as much as Never Rarely Sometimes Always does. Okay. It's not the obvious choice, but once you watch it, which I hope you'll get on before yep. our top 10 video, I'm forcing you to watch it. I will refuse to record nope, it that's until fair. you watch That's it. fair. That's fair. It's got some very intimate, disgusting almost. I don't, disgusting feels like a bad word to use, but like it turns it makes you into the characters in such a creative and clever way, and there's like I don't know it almost feels like it almost feels like the stuff I'm gonna say about best cinematography applies more to a best director conversation, but that's for a future whatever I just once you see never really sometimes always you'll understand what I'm going off of I doubt you'll change your pick mm-hmm. but you'll understand this pick, but that's my personal pick I had to give never really sometimes always something yeah. and I can absolutely get behind games. exactly it this. you gotta give it something, so yeah um i joshua james sp- richards li- a, a, a little spoiler for the rest of the show never really sometimes always does not show up in any other categories okay and i'm gonna go burn down the academy's fancy little museum in hollywood yeah um joshua james richards i'm so excited to see what he does next i'm i think he's a genius Me too. so yeah yeah okay our next category is Best VFX. This should be a pretty easy one, in my opinion. So, VFX. Um, I have Tenet, you have Tenet, and my draftee <laughs> is, um, let me just check, <laughs> well, wait, Tenet. L- well, let, let's read off the nominations okay. first. Best Visual Effects. Oh, yeah. Let, we have to read it, the nominees. The nominees, <laughs> the nominees for Best VFX are Love and Monsters, okay. Mulan, okay. The Midnight Sky, The One and Only Ivan, and dun, 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 Tenet. I mean, do we have any? My pick, my my pick to uh, my prediction to win this award is Tenet. Second place, if I had to have one, would be uh, the one and only Ivan. I have heard insider conversations that they really like this one, so I had Midnight Skies uh, that second. could take it. Midnight Sky, I could see it. And did my drafty go to? Ooh, no, ult- no ultimate drafty for Tenet. Oh, what did you have for VFX? I have the biggest snub of the whole year. Okay, the Invisible Man. You had Invisible Man, Invisible Man, interesting choice, interesting choice. Like I said, I I love when the technical aspects help tell the story beyond just what the director and the actors and the script are trying to say. And I think, A, tight budget, really tight budget. Tenet had half of Australia's economy to use. Mm -hmm. I think Invisible Man had... I don't wanna make numbers up, but like twenty to thirty million dollars, yeah. which like seems like such a lot of money to us, but for a VFX department on a big budget movie with big stars in it, it's tiny, it's nothing. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So very happy uh, I'm very angry actually <laughs> to see that not show up on even the lawn list, let alone the nominations, but It is what it is. I'll give credit where credit's due. The Invisible Man has fantastic VFX. It's not one you've seen yet, and it's not one I'm going to make you see before you make your top ten, but I hope it's one you check out down the line, and any listeners who may have scoffed at this one earlier in the year, because, oh, another horror movie released in January. I promise it's different. The Invisible Man is fantastic, and if I did nominees, it'd be nominated a lot of other places too, but that's for another conversation and another generation. There's a little rhyme in there. Okay. Uh, next category is best makeup and hairstyling. The no- the nominees for best makeup and hairstyling are Emma, Hillbilly Elegy, My Rainy's Black Bottom, Mank, and Pinocchio. Okay, I have Mank. I mean, not make. I'm Man. Not make. I'm sorry. Ma Rainey. I have Ma Rainey. Okay, I was about to say, I have that Ma Rainey. Is an even riskier prediction then. Although, that's okay. it's I... funny that Mank just like came out of my ass recently because Mank, I did have second place. <laughs> I do have second yeah, place for I've Mank. Got, I, I have second place for Pinocchio. My first place is Ma Rainey. Yeah, Ma, Ma Rainey. Rainey. Second place is Pinocchio. Because I will say, Pinocchio probably deserves this award i don't know it's got some fantastic like craftsmanship and it's like it's like i don't know how to describe it but it's a very beautiful and real looking film and it's hard it's hard to describe a film i've never seen and i've only seen stills of yeah but that's my second place to win because i really think that could have a chance if my rainy is just really disliked by the academy for some reason which i doubt I, like I'd bet money on Ma Rainey in this category, but if something's going to take it out of the running, it'd be Pinocchio. Mm-hmm. Final prediction there. Um, the drafty for me goes to if I'm not wrong, also goes to Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Yeah, I have Ma Rainey. I I loved just I loved how Ma Rainey looked. She was she was gorgeous. Like it it was one of those like it was it it, it was it was one of those actor uh, transformations that are uh, aided by. A makeup and hairstyling and transformation and stuff so th- the academy loves that the academy loves when a performance and a, a team of makeup and hairstylists go together at least one of them's going to win if not both so <laughs> i loved it in every sense in every way there we go all right our next category is best animated film Whew, what a doozy this year this one <laughs> oh, so we got some croods right <laughs> yeah croods winning okay okay the nominees for Best Animated Feature are Onward, Over the Moon, A Shaun the Sheep Movie, Farmageddon, Soul, and Wolfwalkers. Okay, I was going to say Wolfwalkers, no nom. Uh, there was another one I didn't... Oh, Crudes, right. So Crudes is not nominated. Crudes missed. Crudes missed. That was not my prediction, but Croods did miss the nomination. Okay, I have Soul first and Wolfwalkers second. I have Soul first and Wolf Walker second as well. And Soul is Draft- my drafty. Soul is obviously your drafty. And this is not a public thing on the podcast, but Wolf Walkers is my drafty. God damn. I love Wolf Walkers. So I'm sorry. Much. I'm I hate i so I'm God sorry, damn sorry, much. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm you sorry. Are, you got to watch Wolf Walkers. You, you got to watch Wolf Walker. You are a bastard and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. You got to watch Wolf Walker. Just wait till you see the top 10 video. Just wait. Oh God! I swear to God, of Soul is your number one. I'm gonna reach through this laptop and just you wait, buddy. <laughs> La- ladies and gentlemen, your first on-air murder. I can't. I can't. I can't tell you how good it is, and I love the message, and I love. I think Jamie Fox gives a great performance. Oh, it's so good. The only criticism I have, I think 22 is a little annoying at sometimes, but I I just love. Mmm, so good. Well, well, We'll save this for our top. We'll, we'll save this for our top ten video. Yeah. But twenty two is a big reason of why I've knocked a point and a half off this movie. So I do. Yep. I agree. I do not think twenty two is a great little like sidekick. But I don't think she necessarily detracts from the film that much. To the point where maybe, maybe a point and a half is maybe a point and a half is too much. I'm not going to rewatch it to correct myself. But we'll talk about it in the top it's ten. Now video. A You'll re-watch. see that. Oof. Now worth a rewatch. Yeah. Oof. Not even Sorry. worth the jazz. Ma- ma- I mean, come on. Maybe, maybe I'll watch the first half an hour for the jazz because maybe and the last maybe half I'll get roped jazz maybe just Jamie. Fir- God, uh, uh, Jamie. I I'm can't gonna, even I, say his name. I'll watch it on uh, one point five speed. I can <laughs> so I hear super so I hear the speedy jazz. I know you're a Disney hater, okay. whatever. That's a that's no time. I'm not a Disney hater. You are a Disney just, hater. Hey, you are a Disney hey, hater. You're, an, you're, you're, you're a non Disney hater, so you just need to watch Wolf Walkers. You need to stop delaying it, watch Wolf Walkers, and put it as your number one in your top ten. No. If, if Walkers is terrific. I think it's beautifully animated. I love the story. I love the voice acting. I love. I'm a sucker for this type of setting. It's like a medieval type of setting, New England type of thing. I don't know. I'm a sucker for that type of thing, but the style, the animation loved it every part of it had nothing but a blast with it all right here's the deal here's the deal for animated if soul if if i think wolf walkers is better than soul i will replace it in my spot wherever it is in the top 10 no matter even if you don't think it's okay 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 i will replace it so 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 if soul is like number six wolf walkers is number six yep okay okay i'm holding you to that yep okay I feel Like, you're gonna lie to me and be like, Wolf Fuckers sucks. No, no, if Wolf Fuckers, no, five out of five, five. it has to connect with me emotionally. And yeah, yeah. I, 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 we, we joke for the podcast, but we're both open minded to stuff from companies we love and don't love and from nominees we're competing with in terms of our personal picks. But maybe, uh, maybe I, maybe I will re watch Soul just so I can maybe make an unbiased opinion. But it's been a while, yeah, it's been three months. Maybe I'll rewatch Soul. All right, we'll see. We'll see. If Danny asks, if Danny asks me very nicely, <laughs> I'll rewatch Soul. Oh, all right. Let's okay. venture okay. deeper. The next one, uh, pretty easy one. Best original song. You think this is an easy not... one? Easy is like we don't have much to say all about. Right, it. What are your really how, What are your, any part here? What are your things? Okay. Best original song nominees are "Fight for You" from Juice and the Black Messiah. Oh, yeah. Hear My Voice from Travel Chicago 7. Husovic from Eurovision Song Contest. EOC from The Life Ahead, translated to CN. And Speak Now from One Night Mail. All right. Here's what I got <laughs> Speak Now is number one. Husevik, number two. I think the Academy loves Husevik. I don't know if they actually do, but I think they do. But I think they love Speak Now a little bit more because it's pertinent to what our country is going through right now. And I think Leslie M. Okay. Jr. is has a beautiful voice because who would not agree with me on that? So, yeah. And Leslie o Jr. is a nominee in an acting category. Yep. That does nothing but propel him. Okay. Um, my number one to win is Speak Now. My number two is EOC only because it won that Globe and Diane Warren is in the same category as Glenn Close is long Overdue. 12 nominations, zero wins. Could very easily take it. However, Speak Now could very easily take it. Yep. I think it's going to take it only because it's nominated other places besides... Saan and EOC, otherwise known as Scene. I'm just gonna call it Scene from now on for the next thirty seconds. That we talk about this category. Yep, <laughs> is only is only here. Yeah, uh, what do you have for same goes? For, same goes for who's uh, um my drafty. Um, I think we I think you probably already know this one. My drafty goes to Husevic from Eurovision Song Oh Contest. yeah, perfect, perfect. The move the movie was so much fun. Yep so much fun it's not a it's not my top 10 or 20 or 30 but like it it's so good that it deserves to be number one it's so dumb so funny so and this is like the only song nominated here that's not an end credit song yeah it plays into the actual movie mm-hmm. i think the academy like that it's my number three but i don't feel confident enough to it to bank points on it but i'd be so happy if i lost that category right if it meant i if, if it meant i have to watch swiped god damn it (laughs) but i don't know buddy we'll see we'll see all right um and i have born to play which is from soul because oh is is, was that was was that in contention no was that originally crafted for soul oh no it was originally crafted for soul it was like written i'm pretty sure it was written by john baptiste baptiste um and yeah it's jazz so, I will die. Like, yeah. I never saw that coming. I, okay. You have no idea. I, I don't listen to like, like, when I turn on the radio in my car, I have like 50s jazz music. Or Billie Eilish. Well, actually, I haven't listened to Billie in a while, but we'll get to that in another time. Um, yeah, no, it's 50s. <laughs> like, I'm such a dork, but like, if you play jazz, you automatically have me hooked, so. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Now, we are in the final four, the big ones. Let's go. Actor, actress, best director, and picture. Let's go, everybody. Let's go. Okay. okay. Actor and actress are going to be the least interesting of in these categories. If that doesn't say anything, then. Yep. All right. All right. Let's bring it on. The nominations for best actor are Riz Ahmed for Sound of Metal. Okay. Chadwick Boseman for My Ray's Black Bottom. Anthony Hopkins for The Father, Gary Oldman for Mank, and Steven Yeun for Minari. A nice, nice. Good, good, Steven Yeun. I like that you got that now. I'm happy Steven Yeun made it That's in. That's awesome. I wish Del- I'm so upset Delroy Lindo missed for Gary Oldman, but he- whatever. Delroy Lindo did give a better performance than Gary Oldman, in my opinion. However, <laughs> he gave a better performance than most of the people in this category. Gary, let's be honest. Gary Oldman... Well, actually, I don't, I don't know if I would agree with you on that one. But Gary Oldman, he was still good. He, he still can get a nomination. Whatever, whatever. I'm just gonna go ahead. Chadwick Boseman number one. Riz Ahmed number two. That's it. I think Chadwick Boseman is running away with this award. Oh yeah, the, absolutely. The, the only, the only person who has ever been in contention who could possibly take it away from him anywhere would be Riz Ahmed. But I think there's zero chance of that happening. Winning it posthumously, I think, will be just a wonderful, wonderful kind of button on his career. Right, um, yeah, a wonderful send off to a very fantastic career. It's his award to lose all the way, all the way, Absolutely. all the way, all the way. All I, the way. I would bet more than my, I would bet my college tuition and my kids' future college tuitions on that win. It's it's amazing. I mean, I, I've talked to some people and they were not crazy about it because it wasn't like faithful to the actual like what would actually happen, um, in the chest. Oh, scene. so the actual to the Oh, to the actual play. To the no, just like like in his historically. like i okay but i he just gave a great performance like it he 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 did so much justice to the craft and i can't i can't absolutely yeah i just appreciate it so so i i i'm I'm interested to see your drafty pick i'll let you go first my drafty pick yeah i picked riz Ahmed buddy i got riz Ahmed (gasps) ultimate drafty winner I got Riz Ahmed. on bed thank god i got Riz on buddy i yes. think Riz, i i loved his performance i his because the here's my thing with Metal, and i'm gonna say this again in the top 10 but it felt like and you've heard me say this before it felt like a freaking documentary it was exactly. that well acted and he like from the very beginning like I thought I was actually watching somebody who was actually losing their sound, like or losing losing their hearing, like (laughs) losing their sound. I, oh my god, like, and every like he didn't swear just to swear. Everything had a purpose. Like, everything felt natural and real, but not in like a not nomination worthy way. Like, oh, they're just playing a normal person. They're like, as an actor, he knows how to deal with loss in this character riz Ahmed might 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 i think i i if i had to do a performance of the year riz Ahmed might take it yeah it's it's either yeah it's riz Ahmed Mads Mikkelsen Chadwick Boseman with Chadwick Boseman you're not the Chadwick was was uh was Mads Mikkelsen your number two was, was he the only person really fighting for this category um yeah i mean i don't get me wrong Chadwick did a yeah i mean it, ex- absolutely but i guess i guess i don't know it's riz Ahmed riz Ahmed He's amazing. Right. Chadwick's not my pick, but it's absolutely my pick for the Oscars. I hope Chadwick wins the Oscar. He deserves it. Yep. Career. Fantastic career. Inspiring career. Love the man. Rest in peace. Yep. Totally. All right. Okay. Let's get Next to the uh, more interesting one. Best Actress. Actress. The Best Actress nominees are Viola Davis, My Rennie's Black Bottom, Andre Day, The United States vs. Billie Holiday, Vanessa Kirby, Pieces of a Woman. Mm -hmm. Frances McNormand, Nomadland. And Carrie Mulligan, Promising No Woman. All right, let's cut to this chase. I. Well, is this a cut to the chase one? Because, like, I'm conflicted. Okay, what do you have? I want to hear. What do you have? This is, like, I don't think this is as convoluted as uh, supporting actress, because, like, supporting actress, we had no idea was going to be nominated. I think we were pretty set that this was the five for the Oscars. Yeah, no, definitely. My, mm, this is loose. I could change this once I see SAG. SAG is going to really just whack all my winners with a hammer. But I still have Carey Mulligan winning. Yeah. I still have Carey Mulligan winning. And my upset, my second place, would be Vanessa Kirby. Because I think she gives a very Oscar-y performance. Not in a bad way at all. She's f- gutturally fantastic in that movie. And I think if anything's going to upset it, it'd be her. And... I'd be kinda disappointed if Andre Day won, but beyond that, I don't think there'd be a bad winner here. I'd be like, oh yeah, Andre Day. But I wouldn't be like Alright. It won't be like, oh my god, how the hell did that person win? <laughs> now, I will tell you for the longest time I did have my crazy pick here. Oh really? Yeah. I um I have Carrie Mulligan winning it. Uh I had. I have. I do have her winning it. Okay, Carrie she's your, she's she's your my pick, pick to win. My runner-up okay. is Viola Davis. Yeah, okay. But I, I might that. change it to Francis. Okay, okay. What did you? What was your reasoning for Viola, and then what's your reason for the tentative change to Francis? Okay, I think Viola, be- because it's it's her it's her movie like like it's 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 Chadwick's like award like his performance, but like it's it's Ma Rainey, it's Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. And so I think, right. I think what's going against it is is the screen time for me. But she okay. just, I, 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 fully agree with you. She did so, like she, she, like, method acted absolutely crap out of this movie. And I think, apparently, I think, it paid I, off. think it, I think it might be my favorite performance she's ever done. Maybe, yeah. It, it, I, it's, it's, I would in, support it's that. in there. It's top five. I would support that, but. I think I I think I've run this narrative by you a couple times, and I think you agree with it, and maybe have adapted your picks to it. The Academy really only likes giving leading performances w- awards to people who like there's no competition that they are the lead of the movie. Yeah, but Viola Davis, I bet most people are like, yeah, obviously she's the lead. I bet there's gonna be people, some people are like she was in it for ten. I bet there's a lot of people who base it just on screen time. And they're gonna be like, she's in there for like ten minutes, she's supporting. I'm putting her there. I'm going with Frances McDormand as my second. And at, once I saw Lakeith Stanfield, I was like, did they push Viola to supporting? Yeah. And then, no. Yeah, no, I think... That would have been interesting if they did that. I'm glad they didn't, but... Oh, yeah, that would have been awful. Okay, perfect. Um, draftees. I wonder if we're unanimous for the drafties. I'm interested to see this, because I feel like this has been a category for the ages. What you got? But, um, my drafty goes to Kerry Mulligan. My drafty goes to Kerry Mulligan. Ultimate yeah. drafty winner, Carrie Mulligan. I mean, come the, um, on. Come on. This, this was my tie category for a while. I just... I had her tied with Cindy Flanagan because I was trying to will her winning into existence. Mm-hmm. And Cindy Flanagan is still a close number two. Yeah. But if I had two ties, this is where I would use it. But I think my tie for Kaluuya and Rissi is a little stronger. So I'm keeping it like that. I mean, Carrie Mulligan. <sighs> God Damn that performance wow that was it t- I wouldn't like the movie nearly as much if it weren't for Carey Mulligan I think she's one of my favorite actresses of all time and not like I'm just saying this as a front like not in Promising Woman but in a movie called Wildlife right no, I gives... saw your I saw your um, letterbox review yeah. I saw your letterbox. she tribute. gives my favorite performance in any movie ever so am I a tad biased probably do I care nope Carrie Mulligan is the ultimate drafty winner. And my Oscar prediction and my hopeful pick, because I think she deserves it, after this would be half career win, but a career win for an actually good performance? Hell yes. She was so convincing. Give it to her. And I think we're settled on that. I think our picks were pretty unanimous, but I think predictions are still up in the air, because we're still not certain about it, because it's a weird category this year. Moving on to best director. I'm going to leave the craziest one in this round for the bottom so all right all right best director nominees are david fincher Mank. okay lee isaac chun Minari. chloe yao nomadland emerald fennel promising on woman and thomas vinterberg another round oh my gosh oh Woo! they pulled it off baby they wow wow Statistically, that is three years in a row that someone who directed a foreign language film was randomly put in to the director category with, like, precursors or not. It happened, I think, for two films in 2018, for Paolo Poloski for Cold War and Alfonso Cuaron for Roma. Yeah, Alfonso Cuaron won um, last year, Bon Joon Ho, obviously, and he obviously won, and this year, Thomas Vinterberg. And a lot of it's like, it goes with the overdue narrative, like, he's submitted a film... Uh, once a decade it's never won but it's always gotten into the shortlist yep he's directing the front runner our personal pick and front runner for the international feature category and the directing branch likes to go a little artsy so i'm happy to see this but it also knocked sorkin out which makes me even happier that's pretty amazing and that's pretty interesting, I, I, yeah. I i think because i think i think me and you have a little bit of divide you like trial way more than i did but i think we could both agree it was not interestingly directed in the slightest I think if it was between Aaron Sorkin and Thomas Winterberg, I don't think there's any question. <laughs> I mean, Thomas Winterberg gets right. it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think I, I, I don't think either of us have him as our one or two to win. No? But very happy to see him here. Um, I think our number one. I'm just gonna go ahead and say unanimous number one. I only think I don't think we need a number two for this category. Chloe Ah, Nomadland. She's winning it for Nomadland. She's our prediction. Now I second place. And she's she's. I do have Lee Isaac Chung as my second. But um second place, who do I have? Second place, I have. Oh, I also have Lee Seydoux. Okay. It was David Fincher for a long time. No, he's not getting But it Mank either. has Mank has performed less than I thought it nah. would. Yeah. And I think the Academy's like, yeah, we like this one, but we're giving it to you for a different one. It, he, no, Chloe, David yeah. Fincher should have won, for, and it's for Social Network. There'll be a whole episode about that when I finally force you to sit down and watch it. Yeah. Yeah, David Fincher should have won about ten times before this, but <laughs> Mank is not the one to give it to him. Chloe deserves this absolutely, hundred percent from this category. Absolutely. Um, I don't think we have. I bet. I, I think we're pretty unanimous for who our personal pick is. What do you think? What do you have? <laughs> well, I'd be shocked if you said Chloe Zhao was not your pick for best director. I I put down Thomas Vinterberg. Whoa! You went with something different. I did. I was tempted. I was tempted. Cause where else was I going to give? another I mean it got international feature obviously I it but where else was it gonna go and I couldn't find I, any place I'm not gonna lie going into this I was expecting uh original screenplay for you to show up and be um i was i was I was expecting your original screenplay to go to another round no I couldn't i who, who did you who who did yours go to Palm springs palm springs now. palm Springs palm Springs yeah that's what it was because I, I was like I was looking at the nominees I was like none of these were his winner those palm Springs it was a different I, but, yeah I, yeah, Thomas Vinterberg. Okay, I like I that. might regret um, it. I might regret it not putting giving it to chloe Job because uh, just so good. I mean, so good. If we if we added this last year, obviously it would be Greta Gerwig. But that's not. Let's not talk about that. Whoa. Um. Wait. Whoa. Over Bon Joon Ho. I would. I would have nominated just just to like a little in your face Oscars. Oh, would you have given her the win though, or would you given it to Bon Joon Ho? Uh, probably Juno. Okay, about. I was I was about to I was about to say like wow I, like considering how much you love Parasite I'd be shocked if you didn't give that every award you. Could. Anyways, I Winterberg, I wish we yeah. could do a re- I, I wish we could do a retrospective awards to last year what we what we would have given it to it last year maybe we'll do that one day if it's yeah. requested enough or we want to do it enough or we're bored enough. <laughs> it's funny because two... your pick is Vinterberg. Yeah, no, I was saying Vinterberg for a long time, but in the end, I don't think I awarded uh, No Man Land nearly as much as you did, so I'm giving it to No Man Land. The two um, directors I was teetering between are the two episodes we made film, uh, 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 fil- uh, two films we made episodes on. Um, so <laughs> all right, uh, that's kind of weird, but uh, yeah, I think f- I think they both both directors they put an equal amount of research into their role. Chloe Zhao with the whole van thing and the whole like, you know, not using right. actors and like rating the book and all that and then vinterberg with like the alcohol boot camp and you know all that, right all, all that, that stuff yeah i i think that's what really set these two apart over the edge and it really affected the performance in the film and everything but i gave it to vinterberg okay yeah if, if i had a number if i had a number two it might be Winterberg. i was also throwing around uh, eliza hitman for never like sometimes always but in the end i went with Chloe Yah. Mm-hmm. yep okay and the final category Best picture. Here we go, baby. The no- the nominees for best picture are, and I should just preface this: there's eight, not nine or ten. Okay. There are eight nominees this year. Okay. The Father, Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, Minari, No Man's Land, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal. And the trial of the Chicago seven. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, listen. This you, you might have noticed yeah. that I didn't use my third place pick the entire award show. Oh, this is so, where you have it. Ladies oh. and gentlemen, I am throwing mine in for best picture. You son of a gun. I think you're <laughs> I think you're sorry. I think you're a gutsy little son of a gun. I don't think I think this is gonna I am. Pay off. Not well for you but whatever okay go for okay. it go for okay. it Okay. what do you have oh do you want to hear do, oh do you want to hear mine first Aye, okay yep. I it's it's tentative it's not as strong of a hold as I thought it had but my number I think no man land will win okay my second place whim is Minari. okay and considering how well it showed up well beyond anyone's expectations with a surprise crazy supporting actor nomination I'm saying Jews of the Black Messiah it seems like there's a big big support for that movie from the academy all right that's enough to nominate other over a lot of other people who we thought would get in that's fair like we thought we we thought that fifth spot was in between minari or nomadland or another summer person from one night in miami and you might have noticed both one night at miami and my Rain's black bottom two films we had as locks did not make best picture this year i did not have that as a lock for best picture i don't think I don't. Th- I had one night in Miami. My rainy no, was give or take. I thought my rainy would get it over one night in Miami. Because the entire I... year we we kind of went in assuming it'd be nine picks like it usually yeah. is since the ten pick rule was instated, mm-hmm. and I thought that final spot was being battled out between, uh, Man Nomad, not nomadland, <laughs> no um that final spot was being battled between Judas and Black Messiah and Sound of Metal, when in fact they both got in. The father also snuck in. Mm-hmm. And one night Miami, and and uh, Marry's Black Bottom didn't even make the cut. Yeah. Well, I I don't know. I got Nomad Land, first place, second place, Trial of Chicago Seven. Okay, I think, okay, okay. I think if Nomad Land does not win, if they do not call Nomad Land, I would be if it is not Nomad Land, I would be shocked if it was not Trial of the Chicago Seven. I I, w- I would also be shocked, but I'm going. I'm picking my two, my second place and my crazy one as Minari and Judas, because like. I'm trying to get into the minds of Academy voters. Okay, well, Depend- based on based on who I think they are, who the general age of them is, what they like, what they look around the world around them and want to see in a film, and then what they give nominations to in other categories. And Judas showed the hell up. All right, Mr. Mister Nomin- Mr. Mister mathematics, I got a little mathematical uh, problem for you here. When was the last time a film won Best Picture but wasn't even nominated for Best Director? Huh. Yeah, I I don't I don't think it's going to Judas. Oh, actually, do you think? Wait, was it Green Book? Actually, yeah, wait, Green, Green Book, Book didn't missed Best Director. Ness. Yeah. Oh, well, I guess your pick kind of still stands. That and and when when did that when did that also throw your trial pick since Sorkin missed. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. So l- look at you with your counter math. You just fl- you just flunked <sighs> out. <of hands>. So, <laughs> sorry. Oh my God, Glenn. I can't. I can't. Okay. <laughs> I, okay, so I think, and uh, I want to say Minari, but I don't know. I think the Academy will like Trial. I think they like Trial. I think they like No Man better. I will be shocked if they do not say No Man I don't know what I'll do. Okay. I don't know what I'll do. I think it's No Man Land all the way, all the way, all the way, and Trial is second. Okay. But I would, get behind that. I would not be like completely shocked if they send minari but like i get i kind of get minari but like no i no, this is this is no this is no man land's award to lose and listeners you may be expecting us to give our personal draftees but you're gonna have to wait a few more weeks for that for our upcoming and highly discussed top 10 video and whatever is our number one is obviously our personal picks obviously yeah so be on the lookout for that maybe try to guess what our picks are i'm currently trying to pick what danny's picks are and they've kind of been thrown in flux because i really am uncertain i think i've got some of yours down i don't know i think you've got some of mine down i don't know yeah we'll see we'll see see. so be on the lookout because i don't know if i'm more excited for this one to record the one today or the top 10 episode be on the lookout because i think because i think we're gonna have different picks at least half the list i think is gonna be different both of us so it's going to be able to us to be able to talk about ones that aren't on our list but we still want to have conversations about that we wouldn't otherwise in podcast episodes yeah be on the lookout it's coming up. thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of the rough draft we really appreciate you guys listening uh making it this far we are a new upcoming podcast so for making this far we thank you very very much um you can follow us on instagram at the rough draft uh film podcast uh, and then you can also follow us at twitter i believe we have a twitter Clint at yeah, we have the a Twitter. It's at at the rough draft rough, three. At the rough draft three, and we also have uh, our both letterbox. It's uh, so you can follow us on letterbox if you're up to that sort of thing. Um, at Clint watches for Clint, and I'm at uh, Danny Dobbins. Or yeah, Danny Dobbins. Um, and I'm pretty sure that is pretty much it for the socials. Uh, thank you guys so much for watching. Uh, we will, or for listening, I should say. Uh, Be on the lookout for the next episode, and we will see you in the meantime.